Hey, good morning, good night, good evening, good afternoon. Wherever you're listening from, I, I'm sure that there are persons listening from all around the world, different time zones. And I'm going to be talking to a very important guest this afternoon, this evening, this morning, right? Wherever, uh, whatever. And you're listening. Look, we're, we're going to be talking about a number of things that will affect you. And as I always say, that adversities are not for us, but for the other person that you will meet that will have the same adversities or similar adversities that you have, uh, you have been having. And my guest will be talking to me about a number of things that had affected him and how he had overcome these things. And indeed, you need to listen. And Ryan will be talking to me today. Ryan. I'm gonna let Ryan in. Ryan, how are you doing? I'm doing good, my friend. It's uh, it's uh, good to be here, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate yeah, you. No problem. Thanks for being on Can You Exploration, your topic in the podcast. Their person listening on their favorite podcast platform, Apple Podcast, and and you know we we are, we are going to be talking, Ryan, about a number of things. However, I'm I want to find out who is Ryan. Just tell us who are you. Yeah, so I'm a new author. I just uh, published a book, uh, and it's been kind of like my mission to help people with uh, with addiction, substance abuse, and uh, and recovery. And I'll tell you why. The reason is because I think it's a person's responsibility. If you found traction or some success with difficult problems in the world, mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta reach back. You gotta help people that might be in those same circumstances. And so uh, that's what I'm here to talk about. I'm, I'm here to talk about addiction recovery. Uh, and and um, hopefully uh, I pull on some heartstrings of some people out there that that uh, either need help themselves or yeah. know somebody that needs some help um, because it's very important. Yeah, and, and Ryan, you know, you're, you're along the line of what we do here, what I do here on Can You Exploration, your topic in the podcast. Hey guys, I'm Dr. Kenyut White. Those of you listening on your favorite podcast platform, those of you watching on the YouTube channel of Kenyut Exploration, Ryan um, is talking to us. Uh, and, and it's Ryan, that's, that's Pendley? It's Pendley, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I got it right. I, I usually yeah. don't get some of these names correctly, but yes. All right, Ryan, your childhood. Tell us about your childhood. You, when you were growing up, what did, what was it like? Uh, it's a it's an excellent question, and uh, it, there's a large amount of evidence um, that points out to uh, families that uh, they pass along the the addiction trait, if you will. However, I don't think it's you know nobody can really quantify whether or not it's biologically handed down or not. However, I, uh, the fact is, uh, alcohol and drugs were a part of my mother and father's lives. As I was very fortunate to be raised, uh, the majority of the time by my grandparents. Um, and they were uh, a little more, um, structured, I suppose. And they didn't really, um, suffer from the same, uh, addiction problems that my mother and father did. However, my, my, my grandfather on one side, he, uh, he, he was an alcoholic, but he was your, your classic 1950s working man alcoholic. Uh, so it was, he, he wasn't at home beating anyone or, you know, in a rage. However, he had martinis for lunch. 
Yeah. It was a, it was a it was a normal thing then. He didn't. It, it, at times, I wonder if he knew better or not. I mean, yeah. uh, it, it's tough to say now. However, uh, the majority of my childhood, uh, I had looked upon, um, you know, substances. They were they were um, uh, celebrated in the house, and uh, you know, for the most part, um, you know, for this because of my grandparents, I didn't right. suffer suffer too too much trauma if i were to hi highlight any uh, however there wasn't a whole lot of positive influence on uh navigating the world especially when it comes to substance use and abuse yeah um so you know we were uh, I, I would say i was cared for but uh there were there are many elements that i feel um th that were lacking as far as guidance especially in, in okay. the concerns of mental health you know yeah Interesting though, you said something about um, well, you had alluded to whether or not um, this is genetic or, or learned, you know, and and um, it's a very important observation there. But um, I, I would like to think that in most cases it's learned, you know, you might see it happening and then decided, okay, this might be a good thing as a child, that is right. And mm -hmm. but when you talk about um, being in a coma, um, talk to me about that. Yeah, that's uh, so it, it starts uh, that that's kind of uh, a sequence of I, what I call like rock bottom circumstances. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the journey was long and it, it consisted of a lot of um, milestones. And one of the major ones was uh, I had put myself into a diabetic um, condition. I'm still in that condition. Mm -hmm. And uh, I get asked all the time, well, are you type one diabetic or are you type two diabetic? And the reality is I carry traits of both um, because it didn't come about from obesity and it didn't come about, uh, come about because of my genetic makeup. Mm -hmm. It was uh, created uh, by my abuse of prescription pills and alcohol. Okay. Uh, so when I conjoined both of those uh, serious problems. It, the end result was my pancreas, it doesn't work. And so uh, I found myself in a coma. Uh, people around me were very concerned. They had seen it coming. Um, and then here I am, I, you know, I my body temperature went down to 85 degrees and I was airlifted out of the town that I was living in, in Colorado, uh, because it was a smaller town. So they yeah. moved me to a town where triage was possible. Uh, and then I woke up uh, about a week later and um, uh, God willing, I had uh, people around me that really cared a lot. And, and to this day, I don't know if I, if I would have come out had they not been there. Yeah. Uh, so the, the coma, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a milestone. And then, you know, most people that I, I talk to, they, they say, okay, well then that's it. You, you turn it around, right? Like you, you said, okay, I, I woke up and I, I thought it's, I'm alive and I should be thankful. I'm going to be sober. Mm -hmm. Nope. <laughs> I, I continued to abuse, um, uh, mostly alcohol from that point, but I, I abused drugs and alcohol for another, like three years and that was even more uh more severe if you will after right. the coma mm -hmm. but um you know that the the depths of the rock bottom uh, you know people uh, will assume oh that's got to be it and it wasn't it so yeah 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 you you opia you know 
opiate use. You you um you're involved in in you know opiate usage. Yeah, I I, I don't like to to shed responsibility. Um, right. Because a lot of people will say, "Oh, it was the doctor. It was the doctor. He he did this to you." Right. However, I put the pills in my mouth. Right? Am I right? Like, like yeah, he he made it possible. But like, at the end of the day, here I am. I'm I'm and then I abused them uh, severely. And so, um, you know, some people I, I'll tell people I was a part of the the opioid epidemic at its at its height because oh, yeah. uh, you being you being a doctor. You right. know how bad things got. It was it was wild, um, and they were giving me 220 roxycodone, 30 milligram pills a month, yeah. which is, I mean, that's enough to kill a rhinoceros. You know, so <laughs> here I was. I I was, uh, and, and and many people close to me say that when you know that when the prescription happened, uh, two things. Uh, I was addicted to to opiates. Um, and I was also given the green light. Okay. I was, I was, I was given the blessing to be an addict. Oh, it's my medication, no. I, mm-hmm. and I. Oh, but I have to have it. It's my medication. But uh, the the reality was, I, I was I was abusing it, and, um, yeah. and so it got severe. Mm-hmm. Wanted in three states. Uh, uh, <laughs> my audience would like to know about it. You see, you have overcome a lot. And and you are yeah. moving into a, the right direction, positive direction, so to speak. And my audience wants to know where you are coming from. What were your challenges, so that they would be inspired, empowered to move forward? Because many persons listening now, watching, are really in dire need, uh, you know, of some sort, a challenge in some sort, and need your message to move forward. You know what are this? What is this thing about being wanted in three states? Yeah, I, I mean, again, that's uh, it's a, it's another result of where my life had taken me. Yeah. Um, but as you as you mentioned, it, it, the the people out there that are suffering and they want to know, um, and and they're they're in need. Uh, the reason why I outline um, all of these stories in my book, right? Man up, sober up. I I outline these stories. Uh, one. It, it can it can provide some entertainment, and two, it gives uh, authority to uh, the, the understanding how dark it can be. Right now, here's the shed, here's the light. Right here, here's the, the the silver lining of all of it, and this this is a this is the truth for anyone that you're mentioning in the audience that might be having a hard time, is that you've got to know that it's possible, and yeah. so when I outline some of these dark moments. Um, it's not about to play the game. My life is worse than yours or anything like that. We've got to stay away from that as far as possible. And we have to realize what's more important is that we can get better. And when I say we, I mean, every single person, every single person, wherever you're at, uh, take a nice survey of the land, be honest with yourself. If things are, if things are bad, okay. Then, then, you know, all right, there's one direction to go up, you know, and then that's a blessing. And then, and here's another blessing. If, if you're able, uh, if you're able to make any progress, and I mean any progress at all, it's important that you do. And, and you start, you just begin. Um, and, and as uh, my, the first uh, part of my book, the first uh, message is yeah. really, uh, when you look around and everything's falling apart, and you're going to think to yourself, well, this is it, it's over. I've thought that. 
yeah. many of your listeners, many of your listeners, they might be thinking that now it's over. I'm done. Uh, yeah. You know, and then you have two choices. You know, you can either accept that or you can get to work, you know. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I like to uh, it, it, when there's that if you start really combining the belief and then also faith and then you put a little energy into it, you're going to see the rewards they'll come to you but uh too often people just don't think it's possible and that's the that's the first uh real 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 uh, uh trick to the whole thing you know and, yeah. and i know yeah i uh, think you, what what you're what you're lining here is very critical because it speaks to the the the, the steps that you take in recovery the recovery process and and you know and i would like you to continue to talk about that because you're, you're recovering from addiction and, and um, alcoholism, al- alcoholism, you know, what, what are those steps? You're, you have been talking about it. I want you to kind yeah. of to tell us. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like I had touched on it, uh, it's about uh, first and foremost is, and they say that, right. It's, it's kind of a cliche. Oh, uh, the first step is admitting that you have a problem. Well, why, why is it cliche? Well, there's some truth there. Uh, and in speaking of the truth, you've got to become honest with yourself. Um, and, and if you're able to do that, right, if you're able to, to look around and be and be and now don't get me wrong. I understand it's a challenge, especially when your mind is fogged and it's blurred by uh, like a, a perpetual use of substances. That's exactly what it does. It, it blinds you. And the, the degree to how people how blind people are, um, you know, it, it, it's it's a difficult thing. However, it needs to be done. So the first step is uh, being honest with yourself, right? And then that would also include admitting that you have some something that isn't ideal. If you want to make it as soft as that, you right. know, it could be worse. You could be a felon. You could be wanted at three states. You could yeah. be uh, severely sick. Your family could not be picking up the phone any longer. Whatever the reality is, you have to own that. And that's easier said than done. And, I, and I'm right. well aware of that, right? Um, so then the next step would be just make some type of an effort. Make some kind of effort. And then once, you, once you've made a move in the right direction, you'll, you'll be bewildered by how quickly things get better, exponentially, I might add. Um, you know, because I used to always, I, I still say to this day, it's like, God won't show up and knock the bottle from your hand. Yeah, yeah. He won't. However, if you fight like hell to leave that thing alone and you and you make any kind of leeway, any kind of leeway, leeway at all, like any kind of a win is a massive win, even though it doesn't appear to be so. Yeah. Uh, but once you do that, once you succeed on whatever window of time that is about creating some space between you and either your drug or or your or the alcohol. Once you've done that, uh, you will start to stack those wins. And uh, you know, and if 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 people are thinking to themselves, well, it's just too it's too big of a problem. It's become too much of a dragon. You have to shrink it down. Yeah. Right. So this would be the third element: is that you have to you have to shrink this into an attainable thing. And for me myself, yeah. that window of time was 15 minutes. I would I would I would. I'd be in tears. I would, uh, I'm not picking up that bottle for 15 minutes and I would fail. I would fail. And I mean, people think to you, like, obviously once I made it to 15 minutes, that's not something to brag about. Everybody, oh, you've been sober for 15 minutes. Like, good job, really. 
Yeah. And that's a sad part. Nobody really celebrated with me until I really started stacking the wins. But my point is, is that if you shrink the problem down to something that you can do, yeah. then it's possible. Then it's possible because otherwise you, you're never going to start that. Uh, you're not, you're not going to initiate the momentum unless you're, you're realistic, you're honest with yourself, you start small and then pay attention to the wins because they're going to grow for you. They're going to grow for you. And, and then by the power of the Lord, like things will happen for you. And, um, and it's an amazing thing when it does. Right. And so, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a few steps. Uh, I've got a few more outlined in my book. Um, they get it. I get okay. a little more in depth in there. We're going to talk about the book, you know, before we finish, but you know, while you were talking, I was just thinking about something here. The, the, the process that you go through, the, the, the challenges that you go through while being, uh, uh, you know, addicted to, to, to substance and the withdrawal. I'd like to compare in terms of um, the, the, the burden that you may feel as it relates to, the, to going through the challenge and the withdrawal process. Is, is the withdrawal process very um, earthful, so to speak? more challenging than going to talk to me about that yeah well th this is uh this is scary stuff um <clears throat> for instance uh and, and some people don't know this but uh alcohol withdrawals can kill you uh withdrawals from from opiates they ca cannot kill you withdrawals from marijuana cannot kill you withdrawals from cocaine cannot kill you okay um uh Alcohol withdrawals, depending on your uh, consumption, mm -hmm. can 100% kill you. Um, and I, I've experienced uh, seizures uh, as a result of, if you're drinking a liter of vodka a day, right. right? you're drinking a liter of vodka, and then you cease that, right? You cut that out of your, your body will, it, it doesn't go well. Mm -hmm. And one of those side effects is, is seizures um, intense shaking, um, massive discomfort. Um, and these things will keep people in that mix. Uh, and, and for myself, I was afraid of the seizures because right. the seizures actually, they actually come about after you've been sober for about two days, three days, uh, which is, it's counterintuitive. It's like, oh no, you, you drank so much, you had a seizure. And then that's not the truth. The truth is you drank so much and then you quit. And then when you went through withdrawals, then you got a seizure. So people will say, oh, well, now I need to keep drinking. Uh, and there, there's, a, there's a tiny bit of truth to that. So um, for, for people that are, are seriously fearful of withdrawals, um, they need to seek out the best resources for help, you know, hospitals and be honest. Again, that's going back to, you know, you need to yeah. tell people like, hey, listen, here's the truth. Yep. This is my consumption. I need help. And then so, you know, as a community, we need to we need to kind of uh, stand behind people when they're ready for that, which is it's, it's a horribly challenging task, but it, it has to be done. Right. So, mm -hmm. yeah, the uh, the withdrawals is something that uh, it uh, just recently, I'm almost over five years, right. probably up until about. A little over a year ago, I stopped having like nightmares about the withdrawals, but um, hmm. uh, it, it's a it's a reality that I, I wish wasn't so. But uh, there's people out there struggling with that, so I I, I commend you and I and I, I yeah. for for the people I, I I pray that you get help. You know, you ask for help. 
yeah, yeah, definitely. That's important. You talk about the rock bottom, and you know that that's how you classify the, the experiences that you you have had. And it's you know we 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 can blame others for for whatever adversities we're in. That that's how we are. Sometimes we blame others instead of blaming self. But talk about the the blame game. Is it that you have been blaming others for that rock bottom um, um, residency? Um, what, what's your take on, on the blame game as it relates to the state that you are in? Yeah, it, well, it's a, it's a <clears throat> victimhood is a, it's, it, it's a, it's a slippery slope because it, it's not, it's not very useful. Um, I, I feel for people, I, I'm empathetic for people that have suffered. Uh, however, not much actually happens to get better if if you leave the responsibility out of yourself right so it the change in yourself will not it will not even begin as long as you're leaving the problem outside of yourself because right. here's the truth we cannot change I, I i could not have changed the the state of opioid uh prescriptions in the united states so could I have blamed that doctor? Could I have blamed the, the state of the nation and, and how much uh, prescription medication was given out? I suppose I could, but it's not useful. It's not useful to do that. So, um, you know, victimhood, uh, I, people that need to share their stories, it's important. It's a part of healing. However, I, I know for myself and I, and I believe also for others that once you forego blaming anybody but yourself and own your responsibility, no matter the size of it. So if the responsibility is all yours, you know, like I had mentioned, I was the one picking up that bottle. I was right. drinking out of it. That's a hundred percent my responsibility. Yeah. And the, the faster that you take that responsibility and, and the larger or the, the, the bigger portion of responsibility that you own is in direct correlation with how quickly you change. Mm -hmm. And so until that happens, you got to understand that if, if you if you're blaming anyone else, despite their responsibility, say they are wrong. You know, I, you can say, yeah, it's my mother and father's fault that I drink like this. You can say that it doesn't do much. That's the problem. It doesn't get you anywhere. Mm -hmm. And that's what I, I try to let people know that, um, yeah. that it's like it, it may be true, but it doesn't get you far. So, yeah, uh, you know, Ryan, you, you have come through all of that and the. the your life has changed naturally so uh, you know and and uh, we, we, you know i've been seeing it here but um what's the highlight of of your life now what are some of those highlights of who you are now well you know and as as you mentioned about your audience that that they might be um if they are struggling i know that one of the darker elements of my struggle is that i didn't believe a future was possible you know and so uh, I'm actually having a baby in April. Okay. Uh, I just got I just got married in um, November, and I'm so um, and so it it's been. I, I personally, if you were talking to myself, even you know a few years ago when I was getting you know getting some traction in sobriety, I was kind of I was on the path of recovery. If you asked me, you think you'd be having a kid? I would have said, "What are you talking about?" Like I couldn't even fathom having. These things and uh, it goes. It loops back to what we first mentioned, right? It's a possibility. 
Um, and so um, the, these are the highlights of my life now. And I, I'd like to say something for people that um, that are trapped. They feel that they're trapped and they are trapped. And, and it's a vicious, vicious loop is that once you break free and you start getting some of those wins, yeah. it just, it, it gives you, it gets, it gets better. They say that a lot. It gets better. And then it doesn't just get better after a month. The next three months is even better than that. And the next six months is even better than that. And then a year, even better. So um, that it gets better. It That holds true or has held true for me for, for now going on five years, you know? So um, the, the highlights of my life now are um, in my vocation, my family development, uh, my, my relationship with God. I, there's a lot of things that I didn't think were even, uh, could never be a reality. And here they are. They yeah. happened, you know? Yeah, I love that. You're listening to Can You Exploration, your topic in the podcast. You know, talking to Ryan um, Penley. And, and you know, Ryan said so much. And look, Ryan talked about the highlights of his life now, his child and, and marriage, you know, and, and from Can You Exploration. Congratulations, Ryan. You know, this thing I've read about cutting your mother's head, you know, I, I I just want you to talk to the audience a bit about that. Um, what what what's what's going on with that? The 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 sad part about uh, what you had mentioned, and again, it's a, it's another milestone. It's a pretty, it's an attention grabbing milestone uh, in that journey. And uh, the saddest part about the the whole that whole element is that my mother's still battling drugs. She's still battling with, um, with alcoholism. Um, and, and it, and it pains me. Um, however, the the story that you're referring to, uh, was a period of time. One of the very dark and low lows was that, uh, you know, I ended up in jail. Um, how I had gotten there was a bit blurry. Uh, and I, I was in there for about a month and I started thinking, you know, like what, what, why am I still in here? Like, no. like wouldn't they have let me go? And then I looked at the, the, the accusations and it was from my mother. And no. so uh, she had accused or uh, wrote written down that I tried to cut her head off with a kitchen knife. And the truth be told, I, I mean, I couldn't say for one. I mean, obviously I didn't cut her head off. Right, I may right. have said that. I may have said that. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. That's the worst part. And I started thinking to myself, like, oh, God, I have to, this is insane. I, I, if she's accused me of this, uh, the degree to which uh, it may be true or not, because my mother is also, she's also a, right, right. unstable. So, like, you know, the, the accusations, uh, she, she's kind of known for this. But, again, I'm taking the responsibility. I couldn't defend myself because of the state I was in. I found myself locked in jail because of, of if I had been sober, if I had been doing the right things, I wouldn't have been there. Um, yeah. And so I, I, it was a major, uh, like I said, it's a very a major low point in my life. Yeah. Uh, and it still pains me to this day because our relationship, it doesn't exist because yeah. I understand that, um, you know, uh, and here's a tricky thing about that. I ask myself sometimes, I'll go through the thought exercise of what it would look like if she had reached out today and right. said, I, I need help. And I, I pray that I would be able to do it. Um, however, that reality seems rather far away. Um, yeah. And then th- that really hurts. And so um, it, it's a scary thing. Um, 
and I wish it were different. Uh, but again, like going back to what I had said about being, being taking responsibility for what you can uh, influence and what I can't influence is my own sobriety. And I will never be in that position uh, to where anything like that can be said about me again, because I, I, I've, 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 I've got rid of the thing that put me into that, um, that state that could even get me close to a scenario like that. And so, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's scary, but, um, you know, I still, I still hope that, um, things can look up, you know, uh, for her, for her. You know, Ryan, we're going to talk in for a few more minutes because there, there are some things that we, we, we have to talk about, you know, so that our audience can uh, understand. I I saw a, a picture somewhere of, of, of you uh, when you were you were struggling, you know, with, with, with the challenges. And, and, and the other part, part of that picture is, is you coming out, you know, you being <laughs> great again. You know, I, I'm sure you're looking at this. And and um, what you were in the hospital? What's going on there? Uh, uh, you know, in that those of you who cannot see this, you have to go to your YouTube channel. You know, my YouTube channel, Can You Exploration C A N Y O U T H apostrophe S Exploration, and see this picture. Ryan, what's going on there in the hospital there? Yeah, that that's the that's the coma, man. That that was uh, that was me and my lowest. I mean, it, uh, many people have said that I that that I was dead. Mm -hmm. You know, now was I alive? Definitely not. But like you know, my heart was beating. Um, I was incoherent. This was uh, seven days that I was there. My body, my body temperature had gone down to eighty-five degrees. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I I was I was on my way out. Seriously. And yeah. so here I am in that picture. I'm in, I'm in triage. Uh, there's a port in my chest with 14 tubes. Mm. Um, and I'm actually inverted. Uh, that's how I guess they administer the medication. I'm not sure, but, right. um, right. yeah, I, I wasn't looking good in, uh, my, my, my body weight at the time. If you look at the picture on, um, when I'm a little healthier there, right. I'm about, uh, <laughs> about two, 205 pounds. And then in the other picture, I'm about like 155 pounds. So, wow. uh, I was on my way out. And, and like mm -hmm. I said, I, that, at that moment I was completely incoherent. And then I go over this, I go over this uh, situation in, in the book. That's uh, how I open yeah. the book. Right. When I wake up, when I wake up from this circumstance. And yeah. then, so, uh, yeah. Okay, I, you know, yeah. I, I, you know, Ryan has described the picture, and and those of you who are who are actually who are actually not seeing that description is 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 a you know it, it's targeted, right? But you know, Ryan, we we talk about you going through through all of that, and and um, having gone through that, you have become what would want to suggest is a beacon of, of hope for others. And 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 the sort of hope that that will 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 help others deal with some demands, so to speak, in, in their lives. And and in saying that, what are your what is your message actually to to um those persons who still battling with demons? Yeah, uh, my message out there to these people are, um, you know, you, you have to you have to understand that anyone can do it. I'm a person that did it, but you're next. You just you just have to stay in the fight, get serious as hell about it. Be honest with yourself, start making moves in the right direction. 
And I give you my word that you will see the rewards and you'll see the wins start to stack up if you just start small, make some moves, and um, yeah, and, and, and don't give up, you know. And, I, and I, I hate to sound like a cliche, but it's the truth. You know, the, the, the more that you believe it's possible, uh, and it is, um, the, the sooner you get there, the sooner you get to the other side of, of the struggles that you're in. Okay, Ryan, Ryan the author, you know, we have to talk about that before before we end. Your book, talk to us about your book. Yeah, uh, my book is uh, Man Up, Sober Up. It's my first book. Um, you can find it on Amazon. I'm the author, Ryan Penley. Uh, you can also you can also check me out on ryanpenley.org. So it's just my first and last name, .org. Um, if you're interested in getting started with, uh, with your own sobriety journey, I also have a free 21-day challenge at myrockbottomrecovery.com. That's myrockbottomrecovery.com. There's a, there's a free challenge there. Um, it's, it's, it's a little value for, for people that want to take a step in the right direction. And there's a website with your personal name. That website audience can go to as well? Yes, sir. Yeah. So if you go to that website, it has a little bit of information about myself. And then it's also got a link there for the book. Okay. Okay. That's Ryan um, Penley.org. Right. You can you can also go there. So, uh, in the, you know, my audience listening on, on um, the favorite podcast platform, um, www.ryan.org. You can go there and you, you'll see a link also information to the book. You know, man up, man up meaning what? Man up. Um, yeah, you know, people that don't, people that haven't manned up, they know what it is. And it doesn't necessarily have to be male or female. Like, you know, if you got to man up and handle some situations, you know, right. you know what's uh, headed your way. You got to, you got to make it happen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's nice talking to you, Ryan um, Penley, and, you know, the author, the, the, the um, survivor, the, the, the overcomer of um, addiction and, and other challenges in your life. You, are, you have talked to individuals, uh, my audience, who, will, who are now empowered and inspired. And I'm hoping that they too will take their story thank out you. there to, for others to, to hear. Um, thank you, Ryan, for, for being here. I with appreciate me. it. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. You're welcome. That was Ryan Pendley. And, and you know, Ryan talked a lot about his story and um you know his story is no history and 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 he has overcome so much and you you can overcome as well just go to his website you can go to www.ryanpenley um that's r-y-a-n-p-e-n-l-e-y.org and and you'll find other link to get you to his book and other information that ryan would love to share thanks for for listening thanks for watching canute's exploration your topic in the podcast i am dr canute white talk next time no <laughs>